Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Priest Library here in uh, St. Mary's. Uh, thanks for joining us for another time with Father tonight, Father McBride. I'm very happy to uh, be here with you. Uh, us priests, we're, we're very surprised that you still want to spend time with us. You're not sick of us after all these weeks, so uh, thanks for joining in still. Tonight, I would like to consider with you the will of God and the question of evil. It seems important, I think, first of all, the problem of evil is a great scandal for many in the world. How can there be a God? How can there be a good God and still have so much evil, so much suffering that we see? You'll come across, as I'm sure many of you have already, uh, it keeps people from religion, from looking for God. Um, but also for us, for even for traditional Catholics, I think it's important that we understand how God's will works with this question of evil. Perhaps we can start with a quote from Scripture, Ecclesiasticus 11.14. Good things and evil, life and death, poverty and riches are from God. So here we have the Holy Ghost himself telling us that evil things also come from God. So how is that possible? How, how can we say that evil is from God? And before we answer that question, we have to make a distinction. So of course, in the spirit of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, the great saint, great theologian, it's very important to make many, many distinctions whenever we consider theology and our understanding of God. Um, and firstly, with this question of evil, there are two classes of things that we are accustomed to call evil from our point of view. And I made another little chart to help explain this, hopefully. So evil from our point of view, what we normally speak of as, as being evil. So first of all, we have physical or natural evils. For example, sorrow, pain, suffering that comes from natural disasters like floods, earthquakes, uh, pandemics. Uh, just a random example there. Um, sickness, death, all these things. Yes, these are what we call physical evils. And we call them evil because we don't like them and we don't like suffering their consequences. But the fact is that they are not really evil in the sight of God. They are more properly called the fruits of sin and bitter medicine administered by the divine physician of souls. God who loves us, who knows what's good for us. Also, these physical evils that we just mentioned, some of them, they all have positive reality and being. Therefore, they were created by God and receive their being from Him. And therefore, they are good, because everything that God created is good. So there you may think, Father McBride is crazy. He just said that all these things are good. Well, they were created by God, and we, uh, we start there. Now, of course, from the beginning, and this is very important, this is also very important, uh, to tell that atheist or that person who's angry at God, who doesn't, who um, 
who doesn't want to believe in God because there's evil in the world, this is perhaps the most important fact to tell them. In the beginning, God's will of good pleasure was that man should not suffer. It wasn't God's plan. He did not want to suffer. In the Garden of Eden, God gave man immunity from suffering, from sickness, immunity from death, from ignorance, from concupiscence, all of these things. God willed that man should not suffer these things, but he willed it conditionally. And of course, the condition was that man obey his law, he follow uh, his commandments. And if man uh, would live up to the, his part of the bargain, then, then he, wouldn't, he would never suffer these things. But of course, and you know the story, Adam and Eve did sin. They did not keep their end of the bargain. And so then God's will manifested itself in his, willing, in his willing the consequences of sin to enter the world in order to achieve his purpose in creation. We saw that, remember last time, the, the talking about divine providence, the four principles uh, which would help us to abandon ourselves to divine providence. Remember, we said that the first one, uh, everything which happens, everything which is um, willed or allowed by God is, it's only willed or allowed by him if it does achieve the end for which he created, which the manifestation of his perfections and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only reason why God allowed uh, the fall of Adam and Eve. As St. Augustine calls it, a happy fault. So therefore, ultimately all suffering, all pain, all disorder is traceable to sin. And again, we have to tell people, explain to people, we can never point the finger at God. You can never look around and see all this evil, this suffering, and say, this is God's fault. Nope. We always go back to the beginning, his original plan. It all goes back to that original sin and also um, our actual sins. And all of this suffering, all of these things, this uh, physical evil, it is willed by God now per acidens. That is, God wills the natural and physical evil only for the greater good he brings about through it. And I have another uh, chart just to explain this phrase, uh, this Latin phrase, per acidens. Um, I'm sure most of you are familiar with it, but just I thought I'd show you this. Uh, per acidens. Um, it pertains to what is accidental as opposed to per se, which is what is essential. These are philosophical terms, but so when we say when God wills something per accidens, it is not for its own sake, but to bring about a greater good. Alright, so God doesn't will suffering pain for its own sake. It's, no, he wills it to bring about um, the end for which he created things. So hopefully that's helpful. And again, just remember another principle that we saw uh, the first time from uh, Divine Providence. Um, oh, sorry, I already said that. We'll skip that part. Um, I just wanted to read you from this book here. Uh, this is a great book. It's called The Handbook of Spiritual Perfection by Father Dion. Um, I would actually like to thank uh, 
Mrs. Diane Shepard, one of our secretaries here in St. Mary's, she told me about this book a few years ago, and um, it's really wonderful. It's a gem. If you don't have it, you have to uh, order it tonight. Go on Amazon, even though it won't be here for, what, three weeks? Um, but it's, uh, it's very important, and Father Dion is very easy to read. Um, he was a retreat master, a great teacher. Um, he's very funny. A lot of the things he says in here are hilarious. So he makes his spiritual life very um, appealing. Like really, like any good theologian, he takes the heights of theology and can explain it to children. It's very simple. So I just wanted to read you what he says here regarding um, this whole question, how God wills physical evils per accidents. This is chapter 6, which is called Allow God to Sanctify You Through the People, Things, and Events in Your Life. So he explains that you know, God works, He sanctifies us not just invisibly through grace, but through everything, all, all the details, um, all of these uh, circumstances. So he says here, For example, we think of cancer as being evil, but cancer is a reality that was created by Almighty God for a purpose, and it is good. A good cancer is a cancer that does what it is supposed to do, that is, it kills. We think of it as evil because it makes us or our loved ones suffer. But God made cancer to work out his providence among men, even though had man not sinned, he would not have willed man to suffer from cancer. So again, we go back to beginning. Um, in the beginning, God did not want us to suffer, but the way things are now because of the original sin, he does so now only for the good of the universe. How many souls have returned to God and saved their souls because they were thus stricken? How many have become saints from the patient endurance of the sufferings of cancer? It is an instrument of God's justice, his mercy, and his love. Again, we call a hurricane evil. But God created it, and therefore it is good. A good hurricane is one that blows things down, for that is what God made it to do. Although again, he wills it thus per accidens, in order to bring about a greater good. All such things are evil only from our point of view. These physical things that we call evils, evils of nature, are not evil in themselves. All of them God wills. He creates them, he brings them into being for his own good purpose. They could not exist without or apart from the will of God. That's so very helpful explanation there from Father Dion. And again, this whole question of the coronavirus, uh, certainly it has been a, a difficult time with many trials. You know, for example, here in St. Mary's, you know, the school shut down. Uh, a lot of moms are stuck at home with um, homeschooling all of these kids, trying to uh, um, you know manage everything. So for them, obviously, this is a trial. It's a difficulty. Um, but so much good has come from it, and, and it doesn't take long to reflect and just to think of all of the all of the good things which have come from this craziness. You know, for example, the faithful now have a greater appreciation and love for the sacraments and the real presence. It was really beautiful. This last Monday, or a week ago, when we opened up the, the doors of the churches, the chapels, just to see the enthusiasm and 
and the desire, the love of our faithful to uh, to come to communion again, to go to communion, to be able to assist at Mass. It really was wonderful to see that. How many people, uh, before we close the doors of the churches, how many people you know, came back to the sacraments who perhaps had been away for, for a long time, but they, well, they heard about this and made them, it kind of shook them up and they had to think, okay, what really is important in my life? It was certainly a grace for many people. How many people have discovered the SSPX because of the coronavirus? You know, for several weeks there, you know, the, the Novus Ordo churches were shutting down and uh, the Fraternity of St. Peter was shutting down and people wanted to come to the Latin Mass. And we still, for a while there, we were still able to say Mass. We were trying to, to wait as long as, hold out as long as we could. And people came to us and many people are still with us because of this whole thing. Also, the online apostolates, even Time with Father. Time with Father is thanks to the coronavirus. Although I don't think that's a, I'm not sure um, if that's a, a great good that has come from this, but um, certainly something good. People all over the world can spend time with priests and St. Mary's. So, now let's consider the second class of evil that we mentioned, which is the only real evil, and that is sin. So again, back to our chart here. So evil from our point of view, um, moral evil, sin, this is really the only evil in the sight of God. Um, but here there are two aspects of sin, and we also need to make another distinction in order to understand. So the relation between God's will and sin, we have to take a look at this. So first of all, in any sin we can speak of the guilt of sin here. The malice of the intention of the sinner. Sorry, hopefully you can see that. So this is in the heart of the sinner, and God has no part with this, of course. So when we say God allows something, his, we speak of his permissive will, we're talking about this and only this. Sin is the only thing which comes from man himself. Then here we have the effects of sin, or what the uh, theologians call the punishment of sin. And these are willed by God, and, and positively willed by him. Again, per accidents. He doesn't will them for their own sake, but he wills them to bring about a greater good to achieve the end of, of his divine providence. So the effects of sin. Yes, the effects of sin are seen in the sinner himself and in all those who suffer from his sin. For example, there are the humiliations, the discomfort, the injury that we suffer from somebody else's sin because somebody detracts us or slanders us, for example. Now, God does not will positively the guilt of sin in that person. That would be contrary to the goodness of God, of course. But again, per accidents, and to work out his plan in the world, God does will the effects of sin. These effects of sin are not moral evil, and unless God willed them in some way, they could not happen. So you think of a, a man who, who uh, robs a bank and even kills somebody perhaps in the act of robbing a bank. All of those actions, you know, driving to the bank, walking to the bank, 
um, those those physical actions he couldn't do unless uh, God gave him the ability to do them. But of course, that that malice, that sin in his heart, is is not from God. So these effects of sin, they are physical evils. They are willed by God, and they are pleasing to Him since they are working out His providence. I know it's a little hard to um, to kind of wrap your mind around that, but um, it really is true. Again, this is Catholic theology. This isn't just Father McBride making this up. It's the effects of sin are willed by God and are even pleasing to Him because they are working out His divine providence. Again, you think of a saint who, um, you know, uh, someone like uh, Blessed Miguel Pro, who was who was shot by those men, who was executed, or all these martyrs who suffered all these tortures. Well, the the effects of those sins glorified God by this the death of this martyr, and those all those wounds are now trophies for all eternity of of these great saints. Just to give you an example. So God permits the guilt of sin; He wills positively the effects of sin. Just to read again from. Father Dion, he has another great paragraph here, which I think is helpful. He says, So, we can say that sin, the only real evil, is from God in this way. He permits the evil will or guilt in a man, but positively wills per accidens, as has been said, all the effects of sin or punishment of sin. Otherwise, it could not possibly exist. Therefore, we should attribute nothing to chance, or to fate, or to the ill will of men. It is wrong to say that something happened because of someone's ill will toward us. This happened, we say, because she hates me. This happened because she wanted, me to, she wanted to hurt me. No, God has arranged it all. God guided the hand that struck us. God moved the tongue that slandered us. And God gave strength to the feet that trampled us. They could not move unless God willed them to move. I think that is helpful, again, that we don't stop at uh, secondary causes, that we, that we go beyond and see uh, this, this province of God, which is, again, using everything for our good. And just some last points, I think, which, is, uh, worth, which would be worth mentioning. Remember that God does not permit things because he can't do anything about them, which is often the case with us, right? Oftentimes we permit things because it's out of our control. That's not at all how this works with God. He is in control of absolutely everything. So when we say he permits things, he is still in control. And this is for two reasons. First of all, everything that will be or will happen in this world, uh, even sin, God has foreseen. He knows about it and has known about it from all eternity. That was the um, the first principle that we saw on divine providence last time. And then secondly, everything that is or will be, again, even sin, God could stop. But if he doesn't stop it, then we must say that in some way he wills it to happen. And then also to... Um, Another point, we must remember that, again, this whole question of God drawing good from evil, it really does glorify him in a, in a magnificent way. 
I think we understand this, but it might be good to uh, take another example from um, Father Dion. Again, this helps us understand original sin, the the uh, well, the whole question of sin, the redemption, the incarnation, all of these things. He says this. He gives, he gives a real good example here. Actually, God's drawing good out of evil shows the wonders of his providence. Anyone can produce good from good, but it is a sign of greatness to draw good from evil. For example, any licensed pilot should be expected to bring in, in good weather, a plane that is in sound condition. But it is a mark of a great pilot to bring in a plane in a raging storm when all the engines but one are out and the landing gear is broken. So God's drawing good out of evil is a sign or mark of his power and greatness. This also helps us to understand this crisis in the church, this crisis which is the, the, the worst that the church has ever gone through, and we're, we're living in it. But to remember that this crisis, all this evil, all these problems, God is going to be glorified in, an, in a magnificent way when this crisis is resolved through hopefully great saints, the work of tradition. In the end, God, everyone, everyone will see, not even just at the end of time, but even in the world, God, everyone will see um, the power of God, the wisdom of God, by bringing about the, the end of all of these things. And not just bringing about the end, but to bring about in a way which is totally unexpected. So, dear friends, let us try to think about this, pray about it, to have a, a proper understanding of the nature of God's permissive will. It will help us to remain peaceful in times of trial and in the midst of suffering. Not only peaceful, but also happy. To remember that He is in control. And if, he, if, if these things are happening, it's only because He can draw some greater good somehow. And we won't always see that in this life. In the, in the next life, we will certainly see the whole great master plan of God. And for all eternity, we will sing the praises of His, of his providence, of His work. Uh, meanwhile, let us try not to complain. It's a very concrete, very practical way to, to express that belief in uh, divine providence, to not complain. To complain is to criticize divine providence. Because as we just saw this time and last time, whatever happens, God wants it, He wills it. In the case of sin, He permits it. And when we complain, we're saying that we, we have a better idea, a better plan. And of course, we know it's not true. God's plan is always the best plan. It's oftentimes not the way we would do things. God's ways are not our ways. He told us that. But let us not complain but to accept, to say yes, and to realize that His plan always is the best plan. This is really the difference between us and the saints. The saints didn't see just people or events or things or sickness. They saw the hand of God everywhere. And they knew that all these things God was doing to them, allowing them for their greater good. We have to have the same faith, the same faith in that, uh, that power of God, love of God.